up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Welcome back to Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. Well, 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 it's been a very jam-packed month filled with a lot of really complicated things that are sending us into places that are feeling a little dark and and hard to really navigate through. And I want us to take a moment right at the top of this pod to center ourselves, to understand that what's happening out there has very little to do with how we regulate our own nervous systems, with how we take care of our mental health and how we nurture our own minds and our hearts and our souls. So please, at any moment, first of all, you can always take a moment every single day, set an alarm at 11.10 a.m. so that by 11.11, you are ready sitting in front of your clock and you can go into a minute of manifestation, talking to the universe, saying what it is that you are and what you want at 11.11, whenever I catch it. And I caught it today. I am Tanika. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm wise. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I'm wise. I love to say I'm wise. I love to say that I'm loved and I'm loving. I repeat things over and over so that it isn't just one time in the pan. I like to drive it in there because really when it comes down to it, I want you guys to remember how we had our last president No matter how much he lied, no matter how much he made up facts, he said it over and over and over. And now look, he has a cult of 70 million people following him. So you can do the same thing, but use it for good and use it for your greatest benefit. 11, 11 a.m. tomorrow, do it. There's so many ways that you can serve yourself right now as they have just completely destroyed Roe versus Wade and how it gave women autonomy over their own damn bodies. Like I said many times before on this pod, the world is on fire. So you can choose to be an ice cube. You can choose to be on the beach with the wind blowing and the breeze hitting your face, or you can jump into that dumpster fire with them. I refuse. This week, I wanted to bring a bright light to the pod. She is just, she illuminates, which is what we're all about here at Mama's Day. I like to illuminate for entertainment. I want to illuminate great thought. I want to illuminate conscious parenting. It's the same thing in my mind as spotlighting. I want to pour a light on people who are filled with light. What a blessing. I met her 
a couple times, but most recently I was invited to this dope event. Thank you, Ty Beauchamp. An amazing event in West Hollywood that was hosted by Halle Berry, as well as her guest, the one and only Angela Manuel Davis. Look it up. She is a life coach, a seeker, a healer. She's all the things, but she also teaches very famously a spin class here in Los Angeles that Beyonce and Jay-Z took all the time. I think that's enough to make her iconic, as well as Lala Dalia and Jessica Shepard, or should I say, Dr. Jessica Shepard. We sat there, we learned so much about ourselves and how we define ourselves as we age and we evolve and we grow and how we say no to your definition of who we are as we navigate the different stages of our lives. We get to decide who we are and what our worth is. It was a bomb event. And at the end, Angela led us through a yoga session. And if you haven't heard her voice and how she inspires people, get on that right now. We were at this event and there she was, a beacon of light, Miss Gwendolyn Osborne. (laughs) She was so much fun. She and this amazing woman that I also immediately gravitated to. Her name is Sedel Noel, and she was a Dora Milaje in Black Panther. The two of them together made me a little insecure. I'm not going to lie. They are so fierce, so powerful, so beautiful. You'll hear about it in the pod. But I was immediately was taken by the fact that I had to have Gwen on my podcast. And boy, did she not disappoint. Gwen is an actress, a singer, a host, a speaker. She's also the founder and CEO of a beauty product. And most importantly, she's a mama bear who was married to the legendary NBA player, Kenny Smith, who is now a commentator. They are now divorced and you'll hear a little bit more about that in the pod, but she stands on her own. She was a teen mom at 17 years old. She talks to us about her journey from being what a lot of people would think would be a statistic and would be somebody who was struggling in life to being a full-blown thriver and winner. I'm super excited to bring her to the mic and let me break it down. We talk about all the things, honey, divorce, love. We even get vibrators in there. Okay. I just rock with people who can just have a fun conversation and go all the places. Cause if you've been here on this podcast, you know, I'm a podcast host that loves to just go with the flow. The magic is in what you never plan. And so for me, it is such a treat to be able to talk with these magical moms that tell it like it is. They love themselves. They've done their work and they are killing the game. Everybody, welcome to the mic. Gwen Osborne. Stop the whole fairy tale shit. Stop the fairy tale shit. (laughs) That is such a great place to start because I love how you were mentioning Encanto before we started recording. And I love that you're snacking and eating your breakfast, but we'll talk about that in a second. 
look, we're moms. So we better get down with all the cartoons that are coming out through Disney and Pixar and we better enjoy the songs. But are you having a good time with Bruno? What's what's the deal? Oh my God, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it, you know? <laughs> no, sorry, listen, real mother life. I had to do my workouts this morning, do a little studying before I go on here. So I was like, let me just eat my little frittata with eggs and Trader Joe's while I'm with you. I get it all done when I can. And that's just reality. That's just how it is. And I, I love when, so I have, you know, two younger ones and my older yes, wait, one, Break that down for me. Give me ages. Give me heights. <laughs> all okay. Of it. So my eldest is 26. Currently, uh, she's an actor currently shooting um, in Vancouver right now. Yeah. She's shooting a Disney plus movie. And that is all I'm allowed to say. When are you, <laughs> that's a, Oh, thank you. Yes. She's, she's really quite an accomplished young woman. I'm very proud of her. And she's actually the shortest of everybody. (laughs) And then my son is 13, Malloy. And people follow him a lot, Malloy the boy, because he's six foot three at 13 playing basketball. So, you know, of course his dad is, you know, the pressure is on, the pressure's on, you know. Just just a little bit of pressure when your dad's a NBA icon who also is a commentator and is everywhere. I mean, just a little bit. And then now his older brother too. His older brother, my stepson KJ, is also a commentator and he'll be in March Madness. So, you know, the pressure's on. Yeah. He can't stand us singing in the car. So me and London, my (laughs) nine-year-old... We are constantly at it. So yesterday on our way to basketball practice, which of course is 35 minutes away. Of course. He falls asleep and we're like, yes, we don't talk about Bruno. Hey. So yeah, we go at it. So there you go. There's everybody. They're on another level, girl. Another level. These kids are so quick to learn things visually. Like how? I don't know. And then also imagine they're all producers. They're literally all producers because they're already thinking ahead. They're already pretty much editing how they think the end result is, you know, before they start. It's amazing. It really, I'm very fascinated to see because even, you know, with my eldest, who she probably doesn't want everybody to know her age, but, you know, she was in, you know, born in the 90s. It's very different even for her with her brother and sister. Like, it's a very different generation. I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm happy for them, though. I mean, we are now considered spoiled that we want makeup artists and stylists and producers because these kids do every job by themselves. Yes. You guys are fucking it up for us. I just want (laughs) to say we like being pampered. Okay. The rate at which we've had to like learn all this shit. It's like, oh my God. Okay. So lighting. And then how do I get it? And then how do I set it up? And it's just hot. I still don't know my lighting. I'm like, I am not the same color as Gwen. I look pale. I cannot get my brown skin to look brown on these goddamn things to save my life. It's going to be a process. You're like, I'm looking real light skin right now. And you know what? I'm super bright right now. Super yes. bright. Last time I saw you, you were with Sadell. She's only adore Malaji. You guys are fucking perfect with your glamazon bodies and you're so tall and so beautiful. And I was just, um, I never felt shorter and squattier <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I was like, God bless them. Damn. Stop it. You know, we had never met each other before. I mean, literally the energy when we met each other was like, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? Eh, eh, eh. It's like, we just knew we were just these twin flames. And it just was like, as if we'd known each other for years. I would have never guessed that. Don't you love when that happens? Love, love. Yeah. It was a beautiful experience. The whole day we met that whole experience. Thank you, Halle Berry. Layla, 
Yeah, it was, and Jessica Shepard. Like, Jessica! Jessica Shepard. Yeah, she's a beacon of light. Thank you, by the way, for that compliment, because, yeah, beacons of lights are what I love to be attracted to, and I like to attract to me, so yes. Me too. I'm actually highly unapologetic about only filling my space with light these days, especially it's so ugly out there. It's so ugly. And I just, I have no space for it. I just, I'm one of those people, I keep it real and I don't want ugly energy around me. I just don't. No, we don't have the time or the space for it. There's enough ugly out there. Trust. Exactly. And if you have, if you're in a place in your life where you are able to have the choice of saying, thank you very much. Goodbye. Then let's go ahead and use that. Yeah. Like let's go ahead and use that. Cause I've been modeling for over 25 years of my life. I've been around some ugly shit. I've been around some ugly energy people. And I have felt like I had to put up with that to work the job or for the people to like me, to get me the next job. I'm like, no more that shit, no more. (laughs) Be out, peace and deuces to it all. Shout out to the beacons of light. And I want to remind you what I said at the top of this episode. Gwen would have been an absolute statistic had it not been for her unflappable self-confidence, her unrelenting sense of self, her healing her childhood trauma, and a lot of meditation. It's a combination that obviously works. That's why I call this episode Mama Wonder Woman and Her Magic Mama Stay, because sis made it happen. She stepped into her destiny, she took it upon herself, and she did it all by herself. Let's not forget, single moms are superheroes. What does she, is she, how is she influenced by uh, my meditation practice? Yes, 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 yes. So she has been a part, like we've grown, we grew up, we grew up together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's what happens. You had her pretty young. Yeah, I was 17 pregnant with her. So the, how I've manifested and how I've lived my life, she's been a part of that. So she's experienced how to do that. She's actually way better than me. (laughs) She's. She journals all the time. I was supposed to go on my very first uh, yoga meditation retreat to Bali at exactly the same time that I booked Wonder Woman. Of course, you know how that is. You of know, course. You book something and then, you, and then you book something. I was like, well, I have this space. I'm going to get my money back. So Monique, you go. So she got to go to Bali, go on a meditation yoga retreat and learn how to, you know, journal, write everything down, you know, visualize. And so... That has served her so well. I mean, she and she's oh, she's such an old soul. She's so calm. She's so wise. I talk to her about things all the time, you know, about everything. We talk about everything. And like, you know, being an actor, it's like, so I coached her for a long time before she became this huge star that she really? is. Really? Yeah. And, you know, when she was first on uh, Criminal Minds and yeah, when she was first getting all these guest star roles. So she would help me. I would help her. And, you know, sometimes there's sex scenes and stuff. And so, you know, I had to do a scene one time where I was getting banged over the kitchen counter and she was like, okay, so maybe you should probably lean on this side because the lighting is better that way. If he were leaning over you this way, like it is completely like, we know how to go into that work relationship. It is not awkward. You know, she's professional and incredible. So I'm very blessed to have been but given that soul, especially for being my first child. Oh my God, I just said this to my daughter this morning as I was feeding her breakfast. 
There are no mistakes. We're so lucky to get the children that we get. It is, it is literally, my daughter says it all the time. Mommy, I picked you. I picked you. She said, you were the last mom left, but I picked you. I was like, thanks, Nyla. She'd be hating, man. She'd be oh, hating. That. that is hilarious. She's a mess. But they're they're all brilliant and funny. And you, as a, you've been on all kinds of television shows. Were you completely open to your daughter pursuing the same business? Or was there a moment where you're like, I don't know? I've always been completely open to her doing it. But I always knew because she's so intelligent. And not to say that I'm not intelligent, but like she's a brainiac. Like she's always been top of her class. Like things came easy to her, you know, and she was reading books like in, incessantly as a child. Like she was reading um, Memoirs of a Geisha at 12 years old. You know, that book is like that thick. Like, I would look at those books and be like, yeah, nah. <laughs> Do they have it on Audible? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can I do it while I'm running or jogging or something else? So she's just, and so I was like, nah, well, let's just make sure that you get the experience of college. Okay. Cause I never got to have that full experience of just going away to college and being in a dorm and all that. And yes, I want to live vicariously through you. So you need to do that, you know? <laughs> so that was my only thing. I was like, I really want you to get that experience, go to college, wherever that is. I was very like positive about her going somewhere else, not California. But she was like, I still want to work on my acting. I still want to be able to go on my auditions. I still want to be able to work. So she did that. She went to LMU. She was still working while she was at, I don't know how she did that, but she did. And that was my only thing. And she was able to maintain it and grow her career. And I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could have, maybe I could have. If I had a mom like me, I mean, you've done it. That's what I was going to say. You're sitting here being so humble. Like, I don't know how she did it. Well, you had a kid at 17 and you still made your way to Hollywood. You're not from LA, right? No, I'm from England. I'm from, You're from England. Yeah. You made your way to LA. You got in the business with H. I can't even imagine being that young with a child and still going to audit. Like how, Sway? Like, how do you even do that? I have always had a confidence about me that I realized probably wasn't the healthiest confidence. It came from having a, an English father who has a superiority complex. And it was like, you know, well, English people are better than everybody else. So, I mean, I don't hold that anymore, of course, but I think that that was something that was in me. I never saw myself as less than ever for what I looked like, how tall I was. It was always, for whether it be just from coming from two different countries, to different cultures, different religions, somehow I was able to always say, well, it's a good thing that I'm different. It's always a good thing. that." And so when I even, you know, dealing with the adversity of being a teen mom, being pregnant, I felt like even my grandmother, who I'm named after, wanted to shame me. Mm. You know, how are you going to go up into church with your big belly like that? She's Jamaican. Okay, okay. I need the bre- I need the breakdown. So your dad's British. My mom's Jamaican. Your mom. And he's, so he's British and Irish. So he's white with like, he has like the red beard and the brown curly hair like a leprechaun. Wow. <laughs> 
And then my mom, kind of, you're, you're, my mom is similar looking to you, brown skin with pretty curly hair, almond eyes. She's got like the Naomi Campbell cheekbones and everything. So, wow, good yeah. stock. Yeah. Um, and then, so her mother is named Gwendolyn. I was named after her. And, you know, Jamaica was owned by England. And so that's kind of like where Gwendolyn comes from. But she was like, very like, I was at 17, just like, when she said that to me, I remember going, oh. Okay, so this is about appearances. Yes, like this isn't about the fact that this is your this is your great grandbaby. I'm holding. You should be like grateful that you can still get to experience. I remember thinking this at 17, like, but you get to experience this happening while you're here. So, but that's not more important to you than the people in church. Mm. We'll be good. Me and my little boo go be good for the rest of our lives. Don't you worry. And whether you're a part of that or not, I will still uphold my name, Gwendolyn. Don't you worry. And we will be fine. No, I literally made, we, I made an homage to her. I was about seven weeks pregnant. And I just remember going, listen, baby, it's just me and you. Cause her dad was shit. He was not, not a part of her life at all. And he, uh, no child support, nothing. And I was just like, I don't care. Whatever we got to do, we're going to create our own world and I will make it happen for you. I will have my dreams and you will have yours. We will do that. And this is how it's going to be. And I, I maintained that all the way through. When she turned 21, it was a huge deal for me. It was like, I did it. I made that promise to you and me and I fucking did it, you know? And it's just feel, yeah, it can be done. You gave me goosebumps on that. I have goosebumps everywhere because you literally mastered manifestation at 17 and then you question how she's doing it she's literally following in your footsteps oh i whoo, goosebumps it, because it's unbelievable the kind of shit single moms get and right. single moms are absolutely hands down the ballsiest most boss ass people on the planet absolutely. you don't have a choice you gotta do it you gotta step up you gotta step up and, and the minute that you start feeling down, you're like, you know, you realize what is around you. And you're like, well, if I keep going down and they're going to go down and then, you know, they're going to see that that's all there is. And then, you know, no, I got to get up. I got to do what I need to do to show this little person that it can be done. So if I can do it, so can you. I go to a lot of thought leaders, whether it be Tony Robbins, Ayala Van Zant, Lisa Nichols, whoever. And they say, whatever you think you are, you're right. That's right. You're right. It is so right. Even, you know, people with delusions of grandeur of themselves, they succeed because yeah. it's about the belief that they have. I mean, and that is also what we have to take into our careers. Because yes. <laughs> ah, so right. I can do, I'm really good in life, but when it comes to my art, I'm like, <laughs> so I've really had to, since saying I've done my job with Monique, right? Gwendolyn, you got divorced. Stop holding back. Got to release what you have in there. You've got to show people and, and it's bigger than you, right? Same way, it's bigger than you. Like me giving my art is, is sharing something that somebody else will be blessed with. You know, I have to believe that. I was like, people like you sing. Like, yes, I've been singing for fucking ever. I, I, I you know, know I've that. so many recordings. Oh my God, yeah. 
Mama, are you singing on your Insta? I've never seen you sing on Instagram. Oh, there's some on there. Yeah. Well, you got to do it more. Let me tell you about Instagram. I always think people are like, they see everything you do. They don't. People have short attention span. You have to remind them on the daily. You have to You got some pipes on you, you know? You are so good at that, by the way. You're very good at staying consistent with showing your personality, what you're able to do, like doing the balance of being a mom and working. Like you're very good at showing all of that on Instagram. It is, it's, a, it's another job to do. But yeah, no, I think no. For moms that need no other jobs on their schedule, none. It's a whole job. It's a whole job. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? We're just not going to do that today. Yeah. Let me see you. You ready? Yes. Give me something. My podcast, this is where I sit, Tea with Gwen. Love it. Um, and so I start like this. You're here. I'm pleased and I really dig your company. Your style, your smile, your peace mentality. Hey. <laughs> on me. I can't sing, but I, I, in my head, I want to, but I don't, I didn't get that talent. So bless you. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Moms are complicated. And what we talk about a lot on Mama's Day with Tanika Ray is breaking generational traumas, right? So our parents grew up in a different time. We're born into pretty much an era of freedom, to be perfectly honest, past civil rights, past a lot of suppression. You grew up in a mixed family, mixed religion, but we also were like, who fucking cares? I can do whatever I want. You can do whatever I want. And especially I think because women are becoming more aware of that and being more empowered and, and working together like us right now, we're able to be in those powerful positions and say, Hey girl, come on, stop with the stigmas, whatever you think that's going to hold you back, having a baby, being pregnant, whatever your age is, however your size is, I don't care. Let's go with what you have, your expertise and your experience, and let's work with that. You know, like, okay. I think that that's where the world is going. Honestly, I think the men are getting a bit scared. They, well, they should. Because I mean, it's like, it's like everything. I I was literally having this conversation with my daughter this morning. And I said, you can be talented, more talented than everybody. But if you don't work hard, then somebody with very little talent who has a good work ethic can succeed. And I love that you said men are getting scared because they are. Why do you think they've been suppressing women all this time? Why do you think they tasked parenthood and made it default on mm-hmm. mommies so mm-hmm. that we aren't, we have no time to compete in the workforce. Right. We have no time to be bosses and things yeah. are changing. Things are changing. And you know what? I also love that now it's becoming more of an open conversation for women in their thirties to freeze their and their eggs so that they have more time for their careers. I really love that the conversation is more open about that, that they don't feel it's a hush, hush conversation. It's like, no, I want to do more. I have trained myself. I need to feel the greatness that I've trained myself for. And if, if I have to stop at this point to then take a year or two or whatever you decide to do as a mother to take care of your child, now I'm five, six, seven years behind, you know, a, a guy who never has to do that. I love that this, this is, you know, this era, all these changes are happening. It, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Hold on tight because everything is shifting. And you're right. You had a baby super early 
And I literally waited to the last opportunity to have mine. <laughs> like exactly what you're saying. I had so many dreams, so many goals. I wanted, I didn't want to have anything to worry about other than getting on TV, getting my, my dreams fulfilled. And I did it for 20 some years. And then you go, oh, I guess I should do this kid thing before it's too late. Right. Yeah. And then I know. look at it's, your little angel. I know. Last, last egg in the, in the carton girl. Last. Literally just singing on your shoulder. Beautiful. It is what it is. It is what it is. Beautiful. So I'm curious, you were talking about how your mom was an interesting person as well. She's still here. So she still is an interesting person. She's an interesting person. Yeah. How have you sort of bridged the gap between your mom and your kids when you and your mom have a little bit of friction? I've never gotten in the way of their relationships. And my eldest has a very good relationship with my mom. So I've never gotten in the way. I don't allow my mess to become their mess. And the same with my two younger ones. You know, uh, of course, it's been hard with the pandemic. She's in Miami. We're in L.A. And she's involved with the grandparents' Zoom meetings that they have at school. And so she does her best, you know. I have to forgive her for anything that I've held against her because that's hurting me more than anybody else. And have empathy and try to understand why she made choices that she made or, you know, and I also have had to thank her because I'm sure some of the things, some of the pain that I felt from her decisions is what's given me the benefits that I have. I mean, I wouldn't be in America if it weren't for her, even though, you know, we were kidnapped to come here by her, but... (laughs) Okay, you can't just drop that small little tidbit. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. My mom ran away. She ran away from England. She took me and my brother. And I was six and he was nine. And uh, we had no idea. We thought we were just going on a summer holiday to America, which we had done before because her family's here. And then we just never went back. We just enrolled in school. And then a year later, my dad came to America and kidnapped my brother back. Just your brother. Yeah. Well, that's traumatic. That he ran out of time. And so I just recently realized that that has had a huge effect. I didn't realize it did, but it's had a huge effect on my relationships with men. Mm. Because one of the abandonment and then two of the just that choice that he said to me that he ran out of time for me. So time is a huge issue for me with people. And so with relationships. And I'm like, oh, wow, like all of these threads are now coming full circle. It's so interesting. The things that I've suppressed and not really dealt with. But yeah, it was a lot. And my older sister was a part of all this, but she was in college already in London. You know, but she's had her effects from from it all too. And yeah, like what we do as parents to our children, like we have to be so aware of what we're doing, you know, because... I'm 44 and I'm still trying to make sure that I'm good from what I went through when I was six years old. That it never goes away unless we face it. That shadow will never go away unless we face it. We deal with it. Therapy is always good. Doing your work, meditation. There's so many outlets now, but it's it's never going to go away if you do nothing. Exactly. I love my therapist. I love, I've, I've been in therapy for many years and I, I love having her. It's important. Of course, it's important to have friends too, 
but your friends are not your therapist and everybody comes from their own perspective and their own experiences and their own childhood, whatever traumas they've gone through. So you always have to take into account the advice that you're getting from the person and where they're coming from, you know, and it's the same even with the therapist because they're coming from a professional neurological point of view. They're not coming from uh, necessarily like I feel for you always type of advice. So you need a good balance of the both. Agreed. And it, it just makes us better moms, truly. I know that people say you can't be a great mom without CBD in your life. You can't be a great mom without therapy in your life. You can't be a great mom without a good vibrator in your life. Any resonate? Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. I just did a scene. I'm doing a scene actually today and a vibrator is talked about in the scene. So yeah. <laughs> I love that that's not taboo anymore because no. sometimes the men are such trash out here. How has it been dating for you? Oh, I dated, you started I dated one person and it was long distance. So it was kind of working out, but then it wasn't because it was long distance. And it's so hard to like deal with all of the intricacies of a relationship. And then the long distance, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I know. So now crazy. I'm on the app and I'm swiping. <laughs> I'm swiping away, girl. I like being monogamous. I like being in a relationship with one person. And I like, like, I, I really want to have an attraction, like an, a strong chemical attraction. But I also yes. then want you to be emotionally intelligent. I also want you to have a job. That's tough. Much with that, like, I just need you to have a motherfucking job. Okay. Motherfucking like, job. Yes. Something that is makes sense, okay? You don't have to be wealthy, rich out of this world, but it needs to make sense to your life from the past to the present for the future, okay? So that is important to me. And I just feel like a lot of men like to label women uh, as, as gold diggers or whatever because they don't want to fucking work because they don't want to really have that pressure. And here's the thing. I was a teen mother with no child support. And I was, I still chose a career. I wouldn't say I was an entrepreneur, but like I, I'm my own business, you know, being a model and, and working with a, a child. And then I was her manager while she was modeling. It's like, still chose a hard uh, path with my employment. And if I can do that as a teenager, you can do it as a male, like where world is, is, is catering to you. You know, it's still catering to you. Just all you need to do is work. Have a good job. I call bullshit on that. Let me tell you why. When when men men talk about women being, I think they saw it on the movie. I don't remember. Was it was it coming to? No, was it Boomerang? I don't remember where they started this whole gold digger thing. But when it comes down to it, yes, you should have a job because if you're going to have a family at all, you're going to need a job. Second, second, men who have a lot of money really like it when women want them to spend the money on them because I've dated very wealthy men too. And I'm the chick who's super independent. I don't need anything. They don't like that. They don't. They want you to depend on them and they want to feel they can control you because they have the wealth. No, sir. Or how about I'm, I support you and everything. Okay. Well, that actually has to be an action. It can't just be a word. You can't just say, I support you. Like you have to actually know that takes sacrifice. That takes time for me to not be with you to go do what I got to go do. And you have to understand that and not be upset, jealous, or want to take over. So that's the problem. 
Because if you have your own dreams and goals, and I've had this conversation so many times with some really beautiful men who I was very attracted to, but they want you to be at their beck and call whenever they want you to be there. And I'm like, but I got, I got things. Sorry. I know. I know it is, it is tough. And I, all I can do is I say, well, I, I, you know, I was a big influence on KJ, my stepson's life. And I hope that he looks at women differently and, and he is supportive in a way that, you know, that I haven't received. And I really hope with Malloy that he is too, you know, it's, I'll, so that's the only way I can feel like I can change the world. <laughs> no, but to be perfectly honest, I feel like young girls are learning so many skills in how to cope, how to be emotionally intelligent, how to stand up for themselves and own their power and own their worth. But we're not having those same conversations with our sons as right. much. And so you're absolutely right. You have to teach your sons to not only honor their feminine side, because we all have male and female, but to honor their mother, their stepmother and treat women the way they want men to treat their mother slash stepmother, period. And these rap songs are, I mean, just throw them all away. Can we go back to some, (laughs) can we go back to like R&B where, because I'm telling you when R&B is big, we all fall in love. I'm telling you, Silk Sonic's doing a good job of it, though. I'll tell you that. Woo-hoo! Yes, by I'm themselves, honey. Bruno Mars are the shit. I just went to see them in Vegas. And I mean, they bring back the magic, not just of the words and, and the feeling, but it's just the whole musical experience yes. is back with them, you know? And I'm like, this is real music, you know? When you see, he's like a, he's like a, a reincarnated prince you know, gets on the drums and he can play the piano and then he can get the guitar and, and then he sings his ass off and he can dance. This little dude. <laughs> this little dude. Don't call him. I mean, he is little, but let's not he call him. I mean, he's listed at 5'5", five five, but I don't mean that. Like, <laughs> Lower. Yeah, but he's so talented. But isn't that funny? Prince was tiny too. They're both like 5'2". But um, at least there's somebody in R&B that we can say, like, without standing next to them or like, yes, you have something to swoon over, which is kind of nice. Absolutely, it is, yeah. Bring the R&B back. Stop with the slap the hose up. I can't. I can't. Thank you so much, Mama. Can I get you to sing Woosa Mama Stay? Give it to me. Woosa Mama Stay. When... You better get yourself on some more albums. I am so grateful for this time with you. You are more than a beacon of light. You are like a, you're like another universe of light. Your sunshine is just so bright. It really is. So thank you very much for sharing that with me. Well, we exploded on this podcast today. Light meets light, baby. (laughs) Much love. I will talk to you soon and keep you posted. And move on. I'm sure you've got something to do that's really, really important right now because we <laughs> never stop. Never. Never, never stop. Keep going. Not to love. Much love, Mama. You better sing, Mama. Thank you so much for being on the pod. I enjoyed swimming in our collective light. It was so, so good. And I ask you, all the audience of Mama Stay, do everything in your power to stay in your light. Yeah, it's way too easy 
to be negative, to be hopeless, to be stressed, to be angry. There's a lot of shit out there. But we have got to utilize our power and our self-control to stay in the joy, to stay in the light, to stay elevated in our vibrations. And I know what you're going to say, but have you seen this? And what about that? And what? No. Like I've said on many, many episodes of Mama Stay, turn the news off. The news isn't paid to make you feel comfortable. The news isn't paid to put your heart at ease. The news pays the bills by keeping you on the station. And if they feed you death and despair and fear, yeah, you're going to stay on that station 24 hours a day. And I'm not saying there isn't a lot to be worried about. But what I'm saying is, if you are a wreck and you're sad and depressed and you're spinning a negative narrative, then you are no better than the people on those news stations that are spewing lies and hate. We cannot add to the hateful narrative. We cannot add to the dark energy. We cannot add to the death and despair ideologies that is blanketing the world. Come on, y'all. You're not new to this. We all know the word. The only thing that drives out hate is love. The only thing that dissipates the darkness is the light. So get on board. Stay here with Mama Stay. Even though we're moms and we've got tales and crazy stories, we're a collective of mamas that have done the work, that want to raise the bar that want to live a life of peace, joy, love, and the greatest possibilities. This is where you belong. So when you're finding yourself having a dark day and being a little down and sad because of the details of what's going on in our world, you got to find a place where you can lift yourself up. That is our superpower. We want to know where our magic comes from, where our magic mama's day comes from. It is the power to shift our mindset and manifest our greatest life with a thought. It starts here. We love you. You can always get in touch with me on Instagram or TikTok or anywhere else. I'm at Tanika Ray. And you can always email me at mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. I love you, love you, love you. You will always have a place here with us. And we're going to keep on keeping on, y'all. But we have work to do. It all starts with yourself. We can talk about all the things we want everybody else to do to fix the world. But like Michael Jackson said, and I'm going to always go back to the man in the mirror. Sis, it starts with the mama in the mirror. You got to fix you before you can expect the world to fix itself. I love you madly, deeply. We'll see you next week here on Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah, and Mama stay. Mama stay.